everyone we are joined by special guest roger craig smith who you may recognize not just his voice but his lovely face as well from many 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 things roger you have quite the uh, prolific career i think on imdb alone i see 297 credits you it's have... this it's this lovely face i mean let's be honest you know it's not uh it's all looks dude it's not the voice at all or you know none of that uh... i believe the the voice is just gravy that's just yeah, extra I mean, it's just the icing on the cake you know <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, uh, <laughs> that's always, that is a, an absolute trip to uh, to visit IMDb or to, or to just, you know, to, uh, not that anybody Googles themselves these days, but... No, of course uh, not. Yeah, to, to, to look and see and just kind of go, oh man, that's that's right, this this has turned out to be a, uh, a career, which is just kind of bizarre, but uh, yeah, yeah, apparently it is, there, there are credits there, which is just strange to me. Uh, they are warranted because I think you are one of the most talented people in the business, and obviously you have a wide range of uh, roles that you've done. I'm just going to start off with this, and then we can move on to Patrick, other things. Are you drunk again? You're I'm drunk very again. drunk. I'm, I'm quite drunk. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I like you said Thank again, you your, not just Thank you for your kind words. <laughs> um, I just want to start off with Sonic just to get out of the way. Yeah. Um, not that it's not exciting news, but obviously when it was announced last year and you announced it that you were leaving the role of Sonic a lot of people were bummed out because you've been doing the role for a long time and you've become known uh, for voicing the character and then surprise this year just a couple weeks ago we find out that you're coming back to the role um, I don't know what you can share but if you can kind of just talk me through what happened how we got here yeah, to make it even worse, I don't even know that it was it last year or was it literally earlier this year not that with a pandemic and everything everything feels like it was 20 years ago it's just a blur. I think I think it was literally even shorter than that. I think it was. I think this all went down in in 2021 alone. Um, but yeah, no. So I've I've. It's one of those things where I think I mentioned on a podcast uh, back then that it was mm -hmm. just a decision that I had come to at the time, um, and it was uh, it was one that I made just on my own. It was something that that I, I felt like it was the right time to kind of say, all right, I think I should. Uh, I think I should walk away, and uh, and it wasn't it wasn't like a, a, a like a catalyst for it to be this. Oh, you know what? This will show them or anything like that. <laughs> and I know that cynicism is so rampant with you know with everything these days. And I've I've already seen a couple people commenting like, oh oh, this was about money or this was a tactic or this is. And honestly, it really and truly wasn't. Um, obviously, we we had a lot of stuff go on in 2020 uh, globally. And and I think a lot of people kind of you know found themselves sort of evaluating their life and where they were at with a lot of different things. And I, mm -hmm. I definitely that that for me was sort of one of the sort of culminating factors in that decision at that time. Um, and I had moved you know from Los Angeles up to uh, to Idaho and a whole bunch of different things that were that were changing in my life. And this was just one aspect of that. Um, and then what ended up happening is is as a result of that there were some conversations that 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 were unexpected um and uh and and really you know phenomenal conversations and we find ourselves in a situation where it's like yeah okay yeah let's let's do this again let's let's keep going um and i mean that really and truly is the uh the the gist of it uh and i'm trying to be as respectful as possible to to you know all, all parties involved to to keep it as not vague, but just like it's really <laughs> nobody's business, <laughs> and uh, 
and it's one of those things that just kind of happens in life I think um, uh, when anytime you have you know human beings behind things it's like things can change things can uh, be unexpected and uh, things can alter uh, which is another word for change <laughs> so I'm redundant at this point um, yeah but but I mean obviously I'm I'm thrilled um, and it was not it wasn't a decision that I had made sort of flippantly or without mm-hmm. you know any sort of uh, deep thought at that time uh, and and was I was surprised um, at the response and I was surprised uh, to have conversations and then uh, thrilled that we get to come back and and start working on some stuff together again um, and, and to offer up a little bit of clarity too in in just that it's like okay this is this is your video game guy uh, this this is the voice of your video game Sonic which I thought uh, helps also kind of clarify and and lets people know like what's going on because that's the part that I think any fandom that you have out there sometimes struggles with the idea that that actors are hired that productions are made that that things are you know that, that there's a business being run behind this this art that they enjoy consuming and and I get it um, because it is it's a sometimes you don't want to think about that that sort of thing as being you know anything that influences mm-hmm. uh, this thing that you love, um, but it's it's across the board. I mean, it's any given project works this way, um, and so I'm thrilled to have a little bit of clarity with saying like, yeah, I'm your I'm your video game voice uh, going forward, and and you know it's it's going to be, but we, we've got some really good stuff in store, and I'm I'm excited to keep uh, kind of working on that stuff with, uh, with with Sega. So yeah, it uh, it, it was it, believe me. I, I never would have done anything had I ever expected anything to change or be different or anything like that. I never would have bothered um, making that announcement because I'm certainly not somebody who wants to take this grand experiment of social media and try to mess with people's heads, uh, you know, intentionally like that. So th- there was nothing like that. I mean, it, it's just and like I say, there's there's going to be you know cynical people out there that are gonna that are gonna try to find some sort of salacious reason behind something and it's just it really the 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 true story is is just so boring but it's like uh you know all that done and over with um really stoked to uh to move forward and during the 30th anniversary of the character so the timing of it couldn't have been better i mean that was even another sort of uh heavy you know handed element to the initial decision too as i was like man you know i got the 30th anniversary coming up you know, for the year, and uh, and it, yeah, it wasn't one that I made lightly, um, but but it spurred some stuff that was totally unexpected and, and super fruitful, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm very very happy to be back and and moving forward with a with a positive uh, a positive sort of vibe for for what they've got coming. It certainly is a positive vibe when you see the reaction to you returning to the character. I. Uh, this isn't just the Sonic, but just because you've played so many characters over. Uh, sorry, I'm not trying to date you, but over a you know a little bit period of time. Um, <laughs> I'm 45, man. I, I'm no spring chicken. <laughs> you young, young, young man. We're going back to your looks again. Okay, uh, I'm going to get us off of it. Uh, are you surprised by the fervor when you announced? Just, I mean, this is just one of your characters. Did you know that Sonic was this beloved? And I'm not even just talking Sonic. Do you know that certain characters resonate more with fans than others? Without a doubt, I mean, you can kind of see these things kind of happening. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, and it's it's nothing that it, that you sit back and go like, yeah, it's because of what I do. Um, <laughs> you know, you're you're just thrilled to be a part of anything like that. Um, you know, it, it's it, obviously you look at the success of Apex Legends, and then the fact that being a part of Apex Legends and having a character like Mirage uh, kind of wind up, you know, being. A, enjoyed by fans is is always it's flattering it's humbling it's kind of you know like with anything 
with a career in, in entertainment, it's unexpected. So it's kind of, I mean, if you if you go in with the expectations of how amazing it's going to be and how well received you're going to be, then I think you're going to really have a difficult time navigating this industry. Um, and I arguably have like the worst self-esteem out there. <laughs> in terms of, I'm always just like, you know, beating myself up and so I'm shocked to hear that based on the beginning of this conversation. So. Well, yeah, oh, yes, exactly. This is a beautiful face. Yeah, no, they see that that's a tactic. <laughs> it's a, a crack. Deflect, yeah. Yeah, oh, no. deflection. Um, no, it, it's, uh, but it is amazing to be somebody who is, is, you know, and social media has really kind of made this that much more prevalent now. Mm-hmm. Um, be, that all of a sudden you are you, you're able to kind of understand a little bit more about what the fandom is responding to and how things are going um, because they have instant access to you know to, to anyone and everyone that's involved in a project I mean, I'm always amazed at how much they will sleuth out <laughs> you know private accounts of people who are you know like low level employees at a gaming company and start following them because they're trying to find you know, one little slip up of a post or one little, you know, nugget of information that they can take and, you know, tell all their friends about that kind of thing, but that they can also sometimes reach out and share with you some really, really cool moments and, and to let you know, like, Hey, uh, you know, appreciate what you, your contribution to the game, uh, be it, you know, whatever your position is at the company. And, and so there's, it's, it's amazing to, to sort of be on the receiving end of, uh, kindness from fans but that also comes as a double-edged sword along with people who uh want to reach out just to try to you know get at you um (laughs) with stuff but you know it's it is incredible to watch the the response um that was absolutely shocking um i just thought i was like all right i'm gonna kind of cryptically just say hey i think i'm ready to hang up you know my hat on this and be done and um get on with life and then all of a sudden it was like this massive response that was totally unexpected and uh yeah it's you know but it's no different than when you see people responding to a game announcement that you're a part of animated series you know announcement that you're a part of that kind of thing it's 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 incredible and 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 we get such real-time feedback now uh because of social media so yeah yeah it's neat to see the the different fandoms and the different ways that they respond and that's what's so different i mean just about all media at this point but i mean to talk about your work I was going to ask this later but since it just came up um, mm-hmm. I mean it's changed so much the technology around everything has changed the feedback with the fans have changed what's it been like to kind of navigate these uh, this is a horrible cliche and I apologize but this ever changing waters it feels like in gaming but particularly on the actor side uh, is the acting completely different how does it get, how does it affect your headspace you know yeah I don't I do what I can to, to not have it aff- affect my headspace to be totally honest with you it's like I mean anybody who follows me it's like if they if they think they're gonna be getting nothing but like you know details and and constant stuff about like check out my you know crazy cool lifestyle of me hanging out and and you know working on big fancy projects all day long you're gonna find bird photos and star photos every now and then and some <laughs> pretty stupid dad jokes <laughs> and it's like that's why I follow you Roger there you King. go the occasional hand fart you know uh, uh will be on there no um yeah I I try to do I, I have so I guess my, my background in even getting involved in the industry was based on like wanting to be a member of a production team really you know, I, I was doing stand-up through college. I was, uh, you know, as a, as a kid, I was doing musical theater and things like that. And then I thought I wanted to be a comedic character actor and that kind of thing. And uh, I thought I was, you know, well, I guess this is what you do. Do you go for, like, an on-camera career? Or, like, how does this all work? 
Um, but but slowly but surely, I, I kind of found myself liking a little bit more of like the stand-up side of things because it was more about the writing side of things. Then I earned a degree in screenwriting at, at Chapman University down in Orange, and so I thought, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this stand-up thing and the writing thing, and I'm probably gonna just go for a writing career, which would be kind of cool. It'd be fun to be a part of a writer's room and you know that kind of thing, and maybe I'll still do stand-up, you know, as as just kind of keeping the edge. And then more and more people, because of the stand-up, heard heard me doing voices and characters in my act. And that kind of led me into this voiceover thing. And I've always just appreciated being a part of the staff, being a part of this production team, um, because I look at it as a very collaborative kind of a thing. Um, it's neat that we get a lot of attention as voice actors online, especially in social media, because they can reach out and they feel like, oh, you're the vocal embodiment of this character you know, that, that I connect with. And yet I don't write the dialogue. I don't animate the thing. You know, it's like it... Mm-hmm. it uh, it is it is a, a large group of human beings who all have a lot of input and work very hard to make a character or make a game be what it is. And so for me, it's like the social media thing comes very awkwardly. Um, it, it's not something that I'm all that comfortable with, and I, I find it to be like, I don't know, it's a weird experiment as far as humans go. So I'm kind of, I'm always a little like, I don't feel like we're wired for this. I don't feel like this is healthy. It's probably not. It's like there's neat moments that can happen from it. There's definitely some positive elements to it. I don't mean to take away from those, but I do think there's a lot about it that it's like we're not ready for this kind of exposure to this kind of stuff this instantaneously without, you know, um, having a discourse really. It's like it's not a place to have a conversation. It's not a place. There's too much anonymity in some ways, and there's not enough in others. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. So I've watched it kind of progress. And I watched it become this thing that nobody was really having to think about, and and now I'm not so sure I like the idea uh, that that people just instantly get to go, oh, oh, well that's what my voice actor looks like, or oh, you know, it, most of it doesn't seem to be a like a bad reaction, but there is a part of me that's kind of like, no, I like this this fantasy world that we sort of create. The folks that want to have it ruined used to have to really seek it out. They had to be yeah. they were passionate enough about you know how the uh, how the sausage was made to want to go see like you know how do i find this voice actor to you know can i contact their agent can i you know request a an interview over the phone or that kind of thing um and now they just they just google you they go to the whatever you know you should be on every form of social media and you should have your website and you should have a tiktok and a youtube and you know it's like they just i don't know that it's like i like that aspect when it comes especially to the voice acting world because i do think it can can lead to decisions that are made as far as casting. It can mm-hmm. lead to production choices that are made that aren't in the best interest of the character. Um, and so for me, not from like a purist standpoint, but I, I look at it like, I don't know. I don't think we we need this. Years and years and years ago, I heard someone say that, the, um, and the person I that told me, it's all hearsay, but they said that Tom Kenny, SpongeBob yep. uh, voice actor, had said that... Um, that uh, if if uh, if entertainment were the world of superheroes, voice actors would have the power of invisibility, and and it used to be that was the case. I mean, we were as out there as we wanted to be. You know, it's like if I went to a, a fan convention, I might get recognized there. Um, but now, I mean, it's like th- there are people that have been like, oh yeah, I was in the grocery store and I saw you the other day. I just didn't want to come up and say hi. And you're like, that's so strange to me that like you know that that, that somebody could just know who you are and, and yeah. It's, and I, like I said, I, I, I struggle with that. Uh, I struggled with that even before I was, you know, in that sort of semi-public eye. Um, 
with with doing some of these higher profile characters and so that's why a part of me is just like i don't think we're really all that wired for it as human beings so it's 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 an interesting thing to navigate and see um but i do enjoy the interaction with people you know that 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 can share you know positive messages and fun times with you and that kind of thing and i loathe having to deal with it was what i didn't like about stand-up comedy too it's like after a while you're like okay when it's if the club doesn't have your back as far as like managing who's been served and who's been overserved and who's rowdy and who's disruptive and who's having fun, you know, participating with heckling and that kind of thing, as opposed to who's just disrupting a show because they're insanely drunk and they're out of control. And no matter how many times you try to shut them down, it's like eventually it's just like, all right, th- this person's just, they need to leave because they're, <laughs> they're not bringing anything to it. It's like there's an element of that same mentality behind trolls and people that just want to get on there and hide behind the anonymity of some cryptic username and you know it, it's like that, that stuff is just like ugh. <laughs> so I, it's yeah. a mixed bag of emotions if you can't tell by that long-winded response no i think everything you said is valid and i always think it's funny because I, I speak to quite a bit of actors across you know different mediums um you know screen and stage and everything and what a lot of them say is that the that fame and notoriety is baked into the career when it's really not your job it's just a it's a byproduct of your career yeah well, yeah, I, like I say, like earlier on, it's like I'm alluding to the fact that if you think you're getting into it for the fame or for that stuff, you'll quickly find out just how frivolous and how really not lucrative that stuff is, mm-hmm. um, and how it's just it's it's not going to fulfill you. It's not going to be a fix. It's not going to you know it really isn't going to make a difference. In fact, it's really going to damage more than anything. I think, um, like you were saying, if I if I think about what the fan response is going to be while I'm in the booth, then then I'm clearly not, you know, working uh, for my client at that yeah. point. You know, the person that, that has bestowed the honor of me getting to voice a character in their project, if I'm worried about whether or not my followers are going to like this or if I can b- pick up more followers as a result of this, it's like, then I'm not doing my job as a voice actor and listening to what the director is telling me and, and, and trying to execute on that collaborative, creative you know, process. Um, and so that's why I say I try not to think about it. I try not to mm-hmm. let it, you know, taint anything. And, and you can't. You can't just worry about how big or how small or what the reaction is going to be in terms of, like, you know, the size of the project, that kind of thing. Um, and and yet it, I think it's it's tough not to acknowledge that it's like, yeah, but there's there's now this is the expectation. It, right. You know, it's it's kind of gross to hear people say that, like, they are factoring in social media um, followings and influences and all that kind of stuff when it comes to casting. It's like, casting? Really? For the, for your project? I mean, like, as a film school major, like, there's a part of me just feels like that's inherently gross. It's yeah. Like, um, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because um, one of the things I was going to ask you, because you've, you were a name in this space and one of the top names in this space as we've talked about a couple times. And I'm, I would argue uh, with you. <laughs> I think it's undeniable at this point. But regardless, n- Video games have grown so much and they have so much attention on them from, I, I hate using it like it's an us versus them thing, but Hollywood now is much more interested in games than it might have been in the past, or it's not as niche as it used to be. Yeah. Um, and now you have Hollywood stars coming into it and doing legitimate large roles in video games. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can point to one, I mean, Norman Reedus, we have John Berthold, we have lots of other ones. Um, does that... I don't want to say does it worry you I mean do you feel like they're taking a slice of the pie that you feel that people who have kind of built up this industry I don't want to say deserve either I guess I'm just looking for your thoughts on it as there are you know bigger names getting into this who are people who might be known for their film work you know I I think I guess it just speaks to 
kind of what I'm alluding to right now. It's just like good is good is good. I mean, mm-hmm. I can remember 2013 in promoting Arkham Origins, and Troy had to answer a question like that from. Uh, I think we were in the UK and, and we were one of the it was like a radio program and somebody had asked you know what do you think about celebrities getting involved in games and that kind of thing and I said I don't like it <laughs> I was like here's my answer I think it's dumb I think it's stunt casting we hear about it all the time it's very common um, you know but but and I was I was just thinking about those moments where it's like you know, sometimes they, they do. They walk. I've watched folks walk into like animated series work, and you can tell they just look at it like, "What is this? What are we doing? We're doing a VO." You know, and they they're already kind of looking down their nose at it, and they 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 look at it like it's sort of beneath them. And you just think, well, then why are you here? Then yeah. why, like I I've been in, uh, uh, like in series work where I as a as a regular <laughs> member of the cast was being rushed through my portion of work because we had some celebrity that was going to show up and do 10 lines and they had like a hard out and they were already 15 minutes late and therefore we had to and i just remember thinking guys this is your production you are so desperate to have this person come in and do 10 lines as a really an unrecognized look the name we all know but their Mm -hmm. voice work is nothing they they don't know how to manipulate their voice to make it sound different they are a and I'm trying to be as cryptic as possible. They are, they are a particular <laughs> performer of a particular type outside of our side of the industry, and so they're going to look at this as like, "What am I doing?" Okay, my agent just booked me on this thing, and they walk in with that kind of an attitude. And I just remember thinking, "This is this is sad for this production because mm-hmm. those of us who covet these roles and work hard and do our work and take it professionally and and work at this and are passionate about it and, and built it, yeah." And, we, and we're dedicated to your project, it, more so than somebody who's going to look down at it and go like, this is just, this is what's filling 45 minutes in between my, you know, this and this gig. And uh, and so I, I don't, uh, to me, I, I look at that and I go, that's that's when your production is really suffering, to be honest. It's not benefiting from, other than the pop in notoriety, but in, in the grand scheme of things, if people are going to look back and go, yeah, why was that person on that? That, that didn't do anything and I guarantee you any of the other actors that were on that show that, that have more than proven them, themselves to be you know versatile mm-hmm. could have done it and so yeah the idea of like you know the stunt casting thing kind of irks me a little bit and then Troy brought up a really great point you know on that, that interview and he said well as long as what they're doing is good then no I don't have a problem with it and I remember thinking yeah that's true I mean if if, if a celebrity who who is known for being a celebrity is a part of any given sort of project that as long as what they're doing is good work then yeah why would we have a problem with that so I, I understand kind of both sides of it but sadly I don't think it's always that what they were looking for was the best performer they were looking for and it's how art versus commerce kind of works in this industry. Mm-hmm. It's like we need eyeballs on this. We are, we have a ton of investors. We've invested a ton of you know into this, and we got to make sure we make our money back. And if we go with an unknown, you know, are, are we are we gonna get, are we gonna have a harder time kind of pushing this? And yet, I I look at like how many examples do we need to see in Hollywood where like you know some star is born as a result of this low budget film that you know they just they went and got the best they could get. And next thing you know, Hollywood's looking for that version of it. And so they start plugging celebrities and do that version of it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're looking for this kind of a thing, you know, with those people. And you're like, no, no, no. What you're looking for is another version of a really good project. Like, just build a better mousetrap. Like, like just do that. Love and that. if that means that, that the celebrity who walks in because they're going to be passionate about it and if they're willing to work for scale for it because they're so passionate about your project, like, that's one thing. 
Otherwise, there are, I mean, it drives me nuts when I watch like a musical that gets a ton of attention in Hollywood and you're like, there are Broadway performers that we don't know as household names that would dance and sing and perform, you know, circles around these celebrities who we all laud for taking three months of dance lessons to prepare for the role. And you're like, really? Like, I mean, yeah, they're really good looking people and, and they're good at what they do when they're doing that one thing. And why are we supporting their they're sort of slumming it, if you will, by going out and, <laughs> and learning how to, to be a triple threat kind of a thing. Uh, it's, it's just a, all of that to me is like, is, is there's, there's a right place for it here and there. And then there's other times where I'm like, there's no shortage of incredibly talented people out there that they could go find. So it's like, it doesn't always have to be a celebrity. And yet I also understand that on the commerce side of things, like, Hey, a lot of risk. There's a lot of, a lot of money being spent, so it's kind of like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's simultaneously a frustration that mm. I experience, but one that I fully understand because this is, at the end of the day, an industry designed to make money. Yeah, well, it's a business. Um, I remember, I, can't, I wish I could remember the comedian. I feel terrible for not remembering who it was, but he, he picked up Fight Club in a bookstore and said, oh, Brad Pitt's in this book? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, Brad Pitt's in this book? I love it. That's hilarious. Um. If I can kind of shift to more of the technical side of it, I think this is when we first met, but it was a couple of years ago and I was at the Game Awards and you were as Mirage doing live motion capture, oh, yeah. or performance capture, I guess that's a better oh, yeah. word for it now. <laughs> and then it was piped in live. And what I found was fascinating about this is because I wrote an article about it that posted right after it aired yeah. and people did not realize that was they a didn't. live thing that happened. I got so many responses about being shocked that it was live. Um, have you done more work like that or is that sort of becoming like an industry standard where you're you're a character now and you can actually see the character on the screen that you're playing even though it's a rendered character yeah no i mean obviously like sadly we had this whole pandemic thing kind of go down so the mm -hmm. the idea of being on a mocap stage and that kind of thing really just got altered um and it'll be fascinating to see how we respond to that kind of going forward because um i know they're figuring out ways of getting this stuff kind of done maybe in a more sort of disconnected, disjointed fashion. Um, but that, for the Video Game Awards, that Mirage performance was pretty unique in that I don't think you re you don't really benefit. If you, if you go back and watch, there are limitations to the type of animation and to the type of sort of real-time rendering that you can get um, from, from character movements and facial movements and expressions and things like that um, as a result of doing it sort of live like that. Um, and so I don't know that it would necessarily work um, to, to have that kind of effort put into mm -hmm. to having that happen like on a mocap stage for a video game specifically but that was pretty eye-opening in terms of well now we can do this type of a thing at something like the Game Awards and it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they, they try to do another version of something like that in the future I mean the technology is getting better and better and better and better every single year it's kind of insane how quick this stuff is progressing from you know, I go back to 2009, you know, in 2008 working on Resident Evil 5, and that was one of my first, you know, mocap gigs where it was facial motion capture mm -hmm. um, with little dots that had to be glued on your face and all this stuff to, to then cut to, you know, 2020, would it have been? No, it would have been... It would have been the end of 2019, right? Was that October of 2019, the Game Awards? What would it it was been? December 2019, I think. Okay, December, okay. Yeah. So yeah, end of 2019 there. Um, you've got, you know, I'm in, I remember showing up, we were doing kind of like a proof of concept kind of a thing where 
typically, you know, go in and I, I put the dots on my face using just like eye makeup, basically, like little eye. Eyeliner. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah, so we've gone from the reflective, you know, glued on balls that were always like following, falling off your face because you were sweating or moving too much or that kind of thing. No more now. balls on your face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, it was low and over the plate. Come on, Patrick. <laughs> no, I know. I'm a I mean, journalist. Like, I'm I, ashamed know, of myself. I thought of it, but I just thought, you know, I'll keep it classy for Patrick's. Uh, well, that was your Patrick's. mistake coming on this podcast. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, it's uh, and then to think, you know, so we did like the 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 little uh, that's not eyeshadow. It's like like eyeliner, and you just mm-hmm. put a little tiny black dot, you know where you need it and you look at this photo for references and that and then they 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 get the data for the facial movement to render off of that well we showed up to do this proof of concept thing for the for the game awards and then all of a sudden it was like um i showed up again like a month later and and i was like okay so am i gonna go put the dots now you know dots on and they were like oh no no you don't need those anymore and they pop on the cam, the head, you know, the headset with the cameras, the two cameras. I got like a, a profile camera on my right side and the the camera facing my face. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at like a digital map of my face from a month earlier, um, or not even. It might have been like three weeks. Um, and and literally like the profile outline of my face. And as I start talking, I'm watching the digital puppeteering, you know, very robotic looking on the on this reference screen reacting in real time to me raising my eyebrows or blinking or just like you know smirking or doing these things and then all of a sudden you go over and you look and there's your character like they've it's got wild. the character rendered and then like even in that that game awards performance like the 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 time where i snap my fingers mm. and that uh changes my character's costume um going over and hitting a virtual button and having the background start exploding fireworks and all that kind of stuff it's like it was really crazy to think we're all doing this now while i'm getting a live feed you know, a few hundred feet away um, from Jeff, you know, of his audio, he and I are interacting. He's hearing, you know, I'm hearing him, and and I'm like on a on a little tiny soundstage across from the quad from the uh, the venue, and it's like I'm just acting at not a camera. There's there's just a guy holding up a rig in front of me that is the quote unquote camera. Mm-hmm. What really all it is is motion capture stuff. It's it's looking at the reflectivity of these things that are going on in my body and my face it, it was it's just utterly it's like it's so hard to wrap your brain around um how much that's that's progressed and where we could be even you know uh a few years from now uh because i look at it and i go that was kind of cool and like you said like people people thought that it was a pre-recorded kind of a bit and we really struggled with w- what's one way that we could let people know this was being done live and we were trying to th- think of ways to do it without ad-libbing because the ad-libbing would get there were there's there were some pretty technical elements to that that we wanted to make sure that we landed on mm-hmm. and captured because it was while it was simultaneously a neat sort of performance it was also setting up the launch where i mean literally when i said that party starts right now the the crew back at respawn and ea the minute i pushed that button they made that version of the game go live so that they were trying to in real time basically say yeah this announcement that mirage is making at the game awards about that party starts right now that was when they launched that version of uh, the the Mirage Voyage, and it was like, yeah, it, it, like all those things were happening, and we 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 try, we messed around a little bit in some rehearsals with some ad lib stuff, but it just quickly fell apart um, because Jeff and I would kind of goof off a little bit too much, and then it's like, <laughs> hey, there's a message that we're having to like, wait, we're we're making a new season announcement. And all this <laughs> Hold on, <stuff. laughs> yeah, and so. Yeah, it, like the technology is just—it blows my mind. So, and, and to say nothing of like that was 
just from my own standpoint, it was nerve wracking as I'll get up because it was like, you knew that we were going to do this live. A lot of things could go wrong. A lot of elements of technology could fail at any given moment. Um, and there was definitely drama that was happening. I mean, sometimes minutes before, you know, uh, and, and, and on the night when we were to go live. I mean, that whole day, it was like rehearse, 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 rehearse. And then it was like, okay, now it's time to relax. Now it's time to come back on. We're going to make sure that like, you know, two hours before, this is where everybody needs to be. One hour before, this is where it needs to be. 45 minutes before, 30 minutes before, 20 minutes before, 15 minutes before, 12 minutes out, six minutes out, you know, Jeez. three minutes out. And then one minute out, this is where we need to be. And I think at like the 30 minute mark, somebody bumped um, one of the reference rigs on the uh, the motion God. capture for the entire volume. Uh, and, and using that term, the volume is like, is like the stage that as far as and this is probably like a, a, a poor layman's explanation it's like the, it's like it, it's what the computers determined to be the environment and so if one of the reference cameras w that are talking to the computer is saying okay this is the this is the world that we've created if one of those gets bumped and it's off kilter then you have to completely reset everything and so they did like 30 minutes 40 minutes out like all the <laughs> i had heard that that's crazy <laughs> it was nuts and it was like people couldn't believe it and then of course we'd done so many rehearsals and then if you watch that uh that clip again you'll notice that the entire time there's the uh what i would call like the clicker you know that thing where they snap the uh, the audio yeah. thing with a little time code down they have a virtual one that was used and for whatever reason it got left in the volume so it's just like there's this floating clicker <laughs> like on the set that we just thought of all the things like we rehearsed for i mean weeks out and then the the entire day before was nothing but going over rehearsal 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 we did two live rehearsals with you know with jeff and then the day of was more rehearsals and you know, just making sure that everybody knew what we were going to do and it's like yeah and then of course we still made little mistakes it's like the human element uh, right that was crazy and i think that will only get better and better and smaller and smaller with the technology expanding more to where you will see like i was tethered i was hardwired in they'll probably have it all wireless from that point you know it someday forward so i won't have like this giant camera rig with cables running down my back and down the you know the left side of my leg and you know all that stuff it's it's crazy yeah it's nuts it's like going to the future it's truly well, i mean, i'm i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna look for that little clicker in that mm -hmm. video now that's hilarious it's in there somewhere <laughs> Um, E3 is happening, and Summer Games Fest, too. There's so many things nowadays happening. Um, are you personally excited about anything that might be revealed this week? This has nothing to do with your career. I'm just interested about you as a person. You know what? It's <laughs> interesting. I've, I've been, um, been kind of out of touch with a lot of stuff lately, uh, just because of, obviously, what's been going on with the pandemic, and then mm. uh, made a major life shift and moved up to Idaho in October of last year, and... Um, and I've been kind of focused on just trying to like make sure that I'm still kind of hunkering down on on a, a bunch of different things, um, just getting my life in order up here, uh, making sure that I'm still able to work, making sure that uh, that I still find time to go outside and do the things that I need to do to kind of help you know keep me sort of fresh and restored and all that. So I've not that and my Xbox died, which was kind of a oh no, a, and I can't get a new one. So it's like. Or I don't want to bother getting it. I actually have an old Xbox 360 Elite. It's like brand new in the box. That wait, you're two generations behind, or your new Xbox broke? No, no, my no. I'm two generations behind. I'm still Xbox. Uh, no, Xbox. What was it? Xbox. What the hell was the last one? Xbox One was the last one, but you're Xbox playing on a 360. Okay. <laughs> I have an Xbox One Elite. I believe gotcha. is what it is. Yeah. No, I'm not Xbox 360. Sorry. Um, Xbox One Elite or whatever, and it was like it's still brand new in the box, and I'm like, eh, I could set it up and start playing some stuff again, but I'm like, nah. I I just am like, why don't why would I just 
wait and get the 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 new gen uh, Xbox X Series X four point whatever. That's and, it. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> like you know, I I just am like so I'm waiting on that. So I've really I've I, I keep saying this as I get older. It's like I got to keep handing in my gamer card because it's like. Man, I'm I'm a disappointment to everybody that you know. I, I have not been uh, up to date on on games, but we've got we've got some more some more fun stuff coming your way. And there's things that I'm working on right now that I'm extremely excited about. That of course I cannot talk about. So that's how uh, that works. That's yeah. always the case. Um, I am surprised though to hear that you that Xbox just didn't send you an Xbox. You think that? Oh, uh, would... I've never look. If I really wanted to do stuff like that, I probably could try to do that and reach out and just and and you know have some people work some pull some strings and that kind of thing but i don't know i don't uh, you're too nice of a guy see if i was you i just i would have six of them i don't know if it's that <laughs> nice it's as much as it is i don't want to be indebted to anybody to where it's like oh hey well, ah. do us a favor take a photo and put it on your you know social media page that it's like you live and i'm like nah nah that's cool I, i'll just get my own and then i'm i'm, I'm my own little island of you know independent <laughs> smoking so yeah i've not reached out to, to bother with that uh but I am an Xbox player. I, I, I tend not to, to to bother with PlayStation too much, and uh, so yeah, I've never, you know. But I've never reached out to any anybody that I've ever sort of worked on. I mean, I've been doing the retail voice of Ram trucks for over ten years now, and it, you know, it's like not once have I ever thought like, you know, I should ask them to give me a Ram truck. It's like, no, no, you have a job. It's a, you it's a cool job. You just absolutely blew my mind because I did not know that. And then as soon as you said it, it's like a switch turned and I heard it in your voice. Isn't that funny? Yeah. yeah it's, it's like when people go like, wait, what? Say yes to the dress? And you go, yeah, yeah. You know, meanwhile, across the salon and people go, oh, my God, I want that job. You know, and yeah, it's so the retail and regional branding, if you will. Like, so there's usually a, the way it works that you've got like somebody is like the brand voice and the one that people tend to iconically remember right now. It's actually been Dave Grohl for a lot of stuff from Foo oh. Fighters. But uh, for the longest time, it was Sam Elliott doing his, you know, oh, yeah. uh, guts, glory, ram. <laughs> and then I'm the guy that you hear come on at the end. It goes like, right now, well-qualified lessees can lease the all-new 2019, blah, 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 you know, for two forty nine a month. That and was like, amazing. Yeah, and people go, oh, I had no idea that was you. And you go, yeah, that's how it goes. But I've never asked them for a truck. It's like, I'm not going to, no. It's just like, I got a cool gig. I got a, a, a fun job. And it's it's neat It's neat to, to have the works. But I, I don't need I don't need those little perks. I'm not going to go there. Little perks, just a, a free ram. Um, yeah, a truck. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, Roger, thank you very much again for coming on the podcast. I'm going to ask you one more question before we go, though. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I'm sorry, I, blab- I am an absolute blabbermouth because I live alone. Oh. So there's that. <laughs> so I didn't realize. I thought we had like an hour or something like that. I didn't realize. <laughs> like, Let me tell you. Shorter answers. No, no, no. no. I, first off, I love longer answers difficult. from anybody. And also, you have such a lovely voice and you are very insightful. Like this was this was lovely. I loved it. Oh, um, and because you're so insightful, this is why I'm going to ask this last question. If somebody was young and they were listening and they wanted to get into the type of work that you do, is there advice that you would give to somebody who wants to do this as a career? Yeah, I would just keep pursuing whatever they're passionate about in life. If they're really and truly, I mean, I think, you know, having a having a healthy curiosity for as many things as possible is what makes life kind of very fulfilling and gratifying in many ways. And I'll be honest, if, if you're kind of passionate about this industry and you're really, it's something that you want to do, then, then following through, being honest with yourself and maintaining that curiosity and that passion and that desire to keep learning and driving and, 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 you know, grinding something out, you'll very likely find yourself with some success in the industry. Um, but that goes, uh, that's just across the board. So 
if, if you're curious about wanting to become a voice actor someday, it's like, well, it starts with acting. I mean, and it, I will quote my high school theater arts instructor, <laughs> that, you know, and she probably borrowed this from somebody else uh, as far as I know, but, um, you know, the path is never linear. And it's like you look back and go, man, what got me from there to here was not a straight line at all. And, and it's like I couldn't have predicted any of what has happened in my life. Um, because it was just sort of like, I don't know, I was a directionless 20-something, and I, mean, I graduated at the age of 27 from, from Chapman University. Huh. And it was like, you know, I, I, I went back at, a, at an older age, you know. To, to I did that too, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you, but it's, it's interesting to hear somebody else say that. The exact yeah. same age too, that's funny. And I actually have no problems with it. It's like, it's like I've, ta- I've talked to a ton of people and go like, well, dude, if college ain't right for you right off the bat, then just going isn't going to solve anything. It's mm-hmm. like... You know, it, it, and and a ton of my friends actually. It was kind of funny because at that time I was earning my my degree over at the film school, and I had a bunch of buddies that were across the street at the law school. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were earning their second degree, and and yet they would of course love to come over and eat lunch with me because they're like, yeah, the girls are prettier over here. It's <laughs> like, oh, you guys. Um, no, it was uh, it was an interesting thing to to to, to kind of to kind of go through that. But but by that point, I was kind of like honing in on okay, I think I I still want to be a part of this industry. I think I want to like figure this stuff out but I was still directionless I got out even at 27 I was kind of like all right I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna try to invest in in doing this thing but up until then I'd been kind of making mistakes and cutting my teeth and learning and and kind of getting a feel for things and I just think that that's I don't know I don't know any well any other way to make it in any other industry that isn't the same way it's like you you gotta you kind of just gotta start you gotta start you gotta try to educate yourself you gotta try to figure things out you gotta try to like take the temperature of where you're at where you're feeling like what's the side of this industry that i want to do and if it's voice acting and that's what you're passionate about then then kind of just keep focusing on it um and, and stop fixating on where you're not uh and and focus on where you are and celebrate your little victories but also keep striving for you know, continued learning and continued curiosity about some other aspect or some other thing that you can do to challenge yourself and learn and grow and that kind of thing. And I don't know, that to me isn't specific to, to voice acting. It could be just about anything. You know, it's like if you want to be an astronaut, it's like, well, you got to start somewhere because some people are doing it. So some people can. And it's like, <laughs> if that's your passion, go for it. You know, it's like remain, remain curious and then uh, keep up on your mental health. <laughs> Very important. I love all of that. Roger, again, thank you so much. You're a wonderful, wonderful man. Thank you for coming on the show. And um, I am personally very excited that you're back at Sonic, so I'm looking forward to that. Patrick, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time, dude. And, and great questions, as always, man. Thank you oh, very well, much. Oh, thank you. All right, take it easy.